Hello, and welcome to the latest episode of our Regulation Tomorrow Plus podcast. My name is Catherine Plapp, and I'm a senior knowledge lawyer here at Norton Rose Fulbright in London. Today, I'm joined by Hani Sada, who is head of our risk consulting for EMEA, as well as risk advisory executive Fiona Burke. And today, we're going to be discussing some practical considerations for financial services firms in light of the increased cost of living. The first topic which I want to cover is economic crime. The FCA has said that it expects financial crime to become even more prolific in the current economic environment. Figures from UK finance show that over £600 million was lost due to fraud and scams in the first half of this year. Hani, perhaps we can start with you. What should financial services firms be thinking about now in light of this increased economic crime risk? Thanks, Kat, and hello to everyone on the call. Economic crime is undoubtedly on the rise. The FCA has said that it's already seeing more scams like ghost broking and false access to rebates from utility companies. This is unsurprising given that the temptation for those in difficult financial circumstances is substantial at the moment. And unfortunately, the economic situation continues to be problematic and very challenging for people at the moment. As flagged by the FCA in light of this, firms need to be considering how their customers are likely to be impacted, as well as whether they themselves are doing enough to raise awareness of crimes so that their customers are not easily exploited. Now, on this awareness point, actually on the 14th of December, with Christmas fast approaching, the FCA launched its latest scam smart campaign, aimed at giving consumers the knowledge and tools to avoid loan fee fraud. This is where a consumer pays a fee for a loan they never in fact received. The FCA typically receives an increase in reports of loan fee fraud over the festive period, unsurprising, with the number of transactions and a move towards more e-commerce. And so it's now calling on those who are contacted about a loan or asked for an upfront payment to be vigilant and check the loan fee fraud information on the FCA's website, along with the FCA register before accepting. Another high profile education campaign that some of those listening may be aware of is the National Take Five to Stop Fraud campaign coordinated by UK Finance which is supported by nearly 40 firms and offers impartial advice to help everybody protect themselves from the possibility of financial fraud. Now, at the end of October, the campaign warned people to be alert to potential fraud in light of the rising cost of living and flagged four key scams to be on the lookout for, which firms should be aware of. These are purchase scams, impersonation fraud, investment fraud, and payment in advance fraud. Further details of these are available on their website. More broadly, firms need to be focusing now on their financial crime controls. It's not enough just to have financial controls in place. It needs to already be considered. Therefore, firms need to be evaluating these and thinking about what they need to do to calibrate them to respond to the changing financial crime risk. The key message from the FCA on this is yes, embed your financial crime checks in your system from day one, but do keep evolving as these threats evolve as well. Agreed, thanks, Hani. The FCA is clear in its messaging that it's looking to drive improvements in firms' financial crime systems and controls. And I'm aware that as part of this earlier this year, it shared its findings from its review of Challenger Bank's financial crime controls on the basis that Whilst the review was of challenger banks, the risks there are no different than in the whole retail sector. 
what are some of the takeaways from this review which firms should be thinking about as they evaluate their financial crime controls in light of current economic development? Yes, Kat, as you say, the, this review was focused on challenger banks, with the FCA reviewing the financial crime controls that a sample of these banks which compete with the longer established traditional retail banks. However, the findings of the review are of wider application. In its review, the FCA did find a number of good practices, including effective uses of data and information collected to mitigate risks, but a number of areas were highlighted for improvement. Two in particular, um, which could be exploited in the current environment are weaker customer due diligence and inadequate handling of transaction monitoring alerts. On the first of those, in relation to customer due diligence, the FCA found that most challenger banks did not obtain details about customer income and occupation, resulting in an incomplete assessment of the purpose and intended nature of a customer's relationship with the bank. Now, some challenger banks were not consistently applying enhanced due diligence and were not documenting it as a formal procedure to apply in higher risk circumstances, for example, when managing politically exposed persons. In addition, some had customer risk assessment frameworks that were not well developed and lacked sufficient detail. Some did not even have a customer risk assessment in place. Ultimately, as flagged in the review, the FCA expects all firms subject to MLRs to ensure that they identify and collect the relevant information needed to have a complete picture of all their financial crime risks, including fraud associated with the customer relationship. As part of this, in the FCA's view, customer risk assessments are essential to ensure that risks a customer relationship presents to a firm are fully captured. That's useful. Thanks, Hani. You also mentioned at the start their transaction monitoring. What are the learnings for firms there? Yes, that's right, Kat. In the review, the FCA also found ineffective management of transaction monitoring alerts. And of course, that's a very important first line of defense in financial crime. For example, inconsistent or inadequate rationale used for discounting alerts. The FCA is clear that a firm must have adequate resources in place to holistically consider customers' activity as part of its review of transaction monitoring alerts. This should include reviewing what the firm knows about the customer, including previous alerts and information it collected on the customer, including income, the nature and purpose of account and payment references. Recent advisory engagements overseen by our team have increasingly focused on a holistic review of the end-to-end -end controls used to manage financial crime risk. Therefore, controls become embedded into the governance and DNA of the firm, as opposed to being reactive to a specific issue or intervention. This therefore makes it less likely that a firm becomes exposed to a wholesale systemic weakness in key critical processes, such as transaction monitoring or due diligence. Uh, we do have experience in assisting clients with their financial crime controls. And so this is something we can certainly help with. Great, thanks, Hani. Of course, dealing with the increased risk of economic crime is only one aspect of what firms need to be thinking about in the context of rising living costs. The FCA has also made it clear that firms have an important role to play in supporting consumers with these higher costs and has published a number of different pieces of guidance, as well as letters to, letters to firms in connection with this. Fiona, could you please talk us through some of the takeaways for firms here? Yes, I think the first thing to say is that there are a number of pieces of guidance which the FCA has put out in this area, as we mentioned on our Regulation Tomorrow blog, now sit on a separate web page on the FCA's website. 
These include a number of dear CEO letters, which set out the FCA's expectations of what firms should be doing in light of the rising cost of living. For example, supporting customers, including small businesses. For the purposes of today's podcast, I wanted to flag one of these publications, which came out last month, which is the findings from the FCA's review of the firm's treatment of borrowers in financial difficulty after the pandemic, which the FCA say includes all areas firms must improve on. Thanks, Yona. That sounds interesting. What is the background to this report? So this report draws on the work streams in the FCA's Borrowers in Financial Difficulty project, which was launched in spring 2021 and aims to ensure that firms are meeting the expectations the FCA sets out in its tailored support guidance, the TSG, and and that more generally firms are providing tailored support to customers who are in financial difficulty following the coronavirus pandemic. As part of this project, the FCA carried out 69 assessments, assessing firms against existing handbook standards in this area, as well as guidance within the TSGs and the FCA's vulnerable customer guidance. The findings in the report are based on work done by the FCA during and after the pandemic. And in the report, the FCA says that whilst it has seen examples of firms delivering good outcomes, it has found that many need to do much better. In fact, as part of this work, the FCA told 32 firms to make changes to improve the way they treat customers and seven of those firms agreed to pay £12 million in compensation. The FCA expects all firms to review the report's findings, make changes and, if necessary, remedy any past failings. It has identified issues across firms in the mortgage and consumer lending markets and says that these findings are relevant to all firms. That sounds like an important resource. What are the key areas of focus for firms from the report? The report flags that in light of its findings, firms should focus on a number of areas, including encouraging and facilitating customer engagement, sufficiently resourcing their operations and ensuring staff are well-trained and experienced, providing appropriately tailored forbearance solutions to customers, which take account of their personal circumstances, ensuring effective management oversight and quality assurance of forbearance processes and the customer outcomes achieved, making customers aware of money guidance and or not-for-profit debt advice, and ensuring that fees and charges for those in arrears or payment shortfall are applied fairly and only reflect the reasonable costs incurred. So to help firms consider how to approach these issues in the report, the FCA has included examples of good and poor practice along with supporting case studies. In terms of next steps, the FCA says that it intends to continue to monitor data to assess how firms are considering and delivering forbearance and that, where necessary, it will use its supervisory and enforcement powers to ensure that customers are protected from poorly performing firms. The FCA has also stated that we're reviewing a further 40 firms to make sure that they are meeting its expectations and to protect consumers, showing that this will continue to be a priority. In some cases, it says it will also consider asking firms to stop lending where it sees that they are delivering poor customer outcomes. In addition, the FCA plans to consult on the future of the tailored support guidance, and that may include proposals to make changes to its handbook. So in conclusion, this shows that having robust controls, policies and procedures is necessary from both an operational and regulatory perspective as the impacts of the economic environment continues to be felt by customers. And this is um, something that we can help our clients with. Many thanks, Fiona, and also Hani for your insights today.
Do look out for further updates on our Regulation Tomorrow blog on this and other topics. And please do get in touch with any queries or suggestions for future podcast topics. Thank you for listening.